Hello everyone, welcome to Bible study and it is a beautiful day in Lagos, Nigeria. It just rained a little bit so the weather is cool. My name is Okwe Oduwale and we're going to be having an exciting time. You see, I'm so excited about what we are studying today because it's um, an area of life that is a reality for everyone in the marketplace and the devil continues to lie to a lot of people that it isn't true so for it to be in the bible and for us to discuss it from the angle that the holy spirit has showed me oh i'm excited so get your bible get your pen get your dictionary get your google get your cup of coffee and um find a quiet and comfortable place like i always say and let us go Back to the scripture we've been studying for the last few months. First Samuel chapter 16 verse 18. And I will read it once again. And one of the young men said, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite who plays skillfully, technical skills. A valiant man. We talked, we talked about it as a man who had resource and, uh, and, and courage. Resources being he could network, he, he had wisdom, he, you know, he had understanding. He just had the resources to do the work. And now we're on the third point, which is a man of war. And we are talking about what it takes to get to the throne. Not what it takes to enter the palace. Being a good Someone with good technical skills will get you in the palace. But being all these other qualities will get you to the throne. So are you ready to go with me on the journey of a man of war? Now, it's very interesting that the first mention of war in the Bible was in Genesis chapter 14, verse 2. And this was the battle of four kings against five kings. And what were they fighting for? They were fighting for territory. Now, what does war even mean? Because we are studying the Bible. So let's find the, the root word or the meaning of that word. It means to fight. It means to engage in battle, right? So you, there's some sort of force involved or, you know, a going back and forth. And the scripture of first mention, which is very, very important, categorically establishes for us Genesis chapter 14, you can read the whole chapter. By the way, side note, that was the whole Lot story when they kidnapped Lot and Abraham had to go fight for him and then God showed up as the possessor of heaven and earth. But we don't have time to talk about that. I wish we did, but we don't. So back, back, on track, on track, on track. Right, so let's go back to where we were. <laughs> as in, um, we were talking about war and it establishes for us immediately that on the earth, you do not just gain territory like that. You gain territory usually by two things. Either um, territory is released to you or you conquer it. Now, territory is released to you only if the other person knows that you have more power than they do. So they try to form a treaty with you. Am I right or am I wrong? Or you take the territory by force. So on the earth, whether it is market share you are looking for or, 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 or you want to change policies to gain, whatever it is, it is either you are being negotiated with or you are taken from someone by conquering that territory. That is why companies do adverts that is why they send out people for sales that is why everybody's looking to conquer territory so 
we know that warfare is real. It is real in economics. It is real in business. It is real in the physical realm. I mean, in our time now, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. That was war, right? This is 2022 in case somebody's hearing this many years from now. And um, kings go to war. In 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1, it started, it said, and it was in the season when kings go to war. So first of all, let us establish that kings go to war. So if you are going to lead in any territory, you will be warring for something. Therefore, as a believer, even more, who is trying to establish, who is establishing, pardon me, not trying to, God's divine agenda upon the earth it becomes imperative that we all understand and it is very naive of us to think that we go into the marketplace and assume i mean taking and moving up the seven mountains of influence and assume that our enemy will release territory and tools of influence over the lives of men to us without fighting back so any believer that is worth their salt who wants to achieve kingdom agenda understands that warfare is real now the beauty about warfare is that it also implies in the scripture genesis chapter 14 verse 2 and in the description of david as a man of war it implies in somebody who is fighting who has who fights in battles and also there's an implication of military experience mm. <coughs> pardon me <coughs> pardon me that really got me military experience which means that God builds military experience in people. <laughs> We're going to dig deeper into that. So there are ways that war is done. We know that when we're talking about warfare, there's the military strategy, strategies, pardon me. There is military intelligence. There are formations. There is practice of usage of your weapons. There is teaching of military formations, military strategies. There is teamwork. There is experience and there is knowledge. And which means that because we are all recruits into the army, of the of Jehovah to establish his agenda upon the earth we are all supposed to grow in knowledge of military strategies military intelligence formation according to our kingdom teachings about how we war experience it practice it and definitely become vast or good at war it also means that there is rank and file according to what you achieve but the beauty of our kingdom is that generals don't wear their five stars in the physical the generals you see and are recognized more in the realm of the spirit than they are in the physical they command a multitude of angels <laughs> ah warfare so today god is establishing to all of us that if you are serious about getting to the top of the mountain, then you need to know that he's going to have to teach you how to war because you need to take territory. Now, God prepares us for kingship or this level of kingship 
by allowing different stages of warfare. I mean, David went from killing the lions and bears of a smaller assignment to killing Goliath to being walking in um, Saul's military service as one of his personal guards to going back to the military field as a captain of a thousand and really getting his hands dirty. He went through all the stages before he became king. And isn't it interesting that David never lost a battle? Woo! I just love the sound of that. I love it. I love it. I love it. I don't know about you, but I love it. So let, let, let's look at this a little bit more. I want to give an example of the kind of things that we war about in this time and season. We war about influence over the lives of men in the seven mountains. And how does influence show up? Influence shows up in the products you market, in the positions you occupy or in the amount of lives you are able to engage. So influence warring can be gaining more market share for your product. It can be standing up to an oppressive, non-godlike policy in that area of influence. It can be getting creative artists the right, con the right contract as a lawyer or as, uh, or as a music um, producer so that they are able to promote kingdom kingdom type music it can be getting all the children in your class prayer covered as a teacher it can be getting a christ-like curriculum as a school administrator it can be getting funding for your app or getting funding for that business you are working on as a kingdom financer so you can generate more money for the spreading of the gospel it can be getting the world to see the value and access your product it can be getting more believers in boardrooms because god has opened the door for you to get there so you turn back and teach more people how to get to the boardroom so that they can impact the world for Jesus. These are just a few of the many, many varied examples from being an entrepreneur to being a policymaker to sitting on boards to being a school administrator to working in the legal system to being a kingdom financer where you are at war. Because when you achieve every single one of these, you create more influence. You change more lives and you touch more souls. So, wouldn't it be naive to think that the enemy would just release you to do this without trying to stop you? But then, if you are going to go to war, you need certain things. Right? So we're going to be talking about some of the things that God gives us to prepare us for warfare. <laughs> we're going to be talking about how God gives us his military skills or some of the strategies. And as I mentioned some of them, I'm sure you'll recognize them as you walk through them. And you will therefore be able to appreciate the next time that you're going through warfare. Military skills are gotten by training or by experience, or sorry, pardon me, by training and experience. And below are four of the training methods that are usually used to teach people, not only in military school, but even at work and in life in general. You're either doing an on-the-job on, on training, a simulation, which could involve role plays or case studies, a knowledge-based training or an experiential training, and most people use a combination of the four. Now, let me explain to you how God uses a combination of the four. Oh, are you excited? Like, are you ready? Oh, let me tell you.
let's go there so on the job training David was given an assignment at a lower level. I mean, David was going to be looking after people, but David started by looking after sheep. And while he was looking after sheep, he had to kill the lion and the bear because he was going to kill Goliath one day. So he needed on the job training. So while you were going through life at those little stages and you're facing some levels of warfare at that stage, you feel a resistance here. You feel like things are not working here and you need to actually dig deep into the tools of warfare, right? To to, 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 to make a way for yourself. Remember that on the job training is part of the preparation for the throne. Simulation training. This is role play. Huh. Role play is where, you know, you start to practice for what you have not already experienced, right? So while David is probably strutting in the desert, you know, um, 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 you know, saying, oh, I'm going to use my sword to do this or like I say to people, while you are in prayer, so you are in prayer, you are decreeing the word, you are speaking the word. Nothing is happening. It's not as if you're in, it's not as if you're in war at that time, but you are learning how to speak the word. You are fasting, not because you are in warfare, but because you are just somebody that is role playing, right? You are gaining experience. Then there is case study. These are all simulations. This is when you study the word, just like David must have studied the Torah to be able to tell Goliath in 1 Samuel chapter 17 that you come with a sword and a spear, but I come <laughs> in the name of the Lord. <laughs> oh, Jehovah, the covenant keeping God. He knew he was, he was talking from a position of knowledge because he had spent time in the Torah. You know, studying, when you read the Midrash, one of the things they say about David is that as a child, David... Um, would 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 hang the harp over his head and and as the wind blew from the north to the south wind and i think i've shared this in a previous study as the harp changed it would blow a sound and it would be music that helped him to just focus on god and that even when david was a king he would hang his harp in his room and as the wind changed from the north wind to the south wind david would wake up and a lot of times studied his torah overnight recorded in history so David was a man of the word. Case studies. Now, there's knowledge-based training, which is what you do by a practice. So when David slings the stone, I mean, uh, or gets revelation, I mean, how did David know that in 1 Samuel 17, and you should read 1 Samuel 17 because I keep referring to it, right? How did David know that he should stay with the stone and the sling as opposed to wearing the armor of Saul? Right? How did he know that? That was, I feel like that was a revelation that God gave him from the inside. You see, as you study the word, knowledge-based methods is the revelation God gives you in warfare. Where he tells you, like he told David in later scriptures, right? Don't go. David would always ask God, how do I fight this battle? And God would tell him, no, you go this way. This time around, when you hear the sound upon the mulberry trees, that is when you move. This time he said, he said, God made a way for me, like a gushing wind of rush of water you know so david was a knowledge-based method fighter he didn't so he learned how to operate from a position of revelation knowledge which is given by the holy spirit when you are in warfare and then there's experiential methods this is when god takes you through sample situations to prepare you for the bigger one the bigger battles that are coming your way 
So whether you are doing an on-the-job training where you are fighting little battles of warfare, or you are doing a simulation training where you are doing role plays and case studies, or you are doing a knowledge-based method training where the Holy Spirit is teaching you how to identify His voice, how to listen to His instructions, how to obey His instructions, or you are in experiential methods where you are actually practicing on a smaller scale things that could happen on a bigger scale. All these are some of the methods that God uses to teach us how to get and sit on the throne as kings hmm. isn't that awesome can you identify some of those that you've been through i'm sure you can i'm sure you can so god is looking for people who understand that kings go to war people who when warfare comes are not whining crying why me complaining because they understand that warfare is a way of life for kings. So, when you are moving up the mountain, technical skills can get you knowledge. Capacity and courage can give you the ability to execute. But territories are never just gotten by um, all those. Territories are gotten by knowing how to war. Knowing how to war is what keeps you going forward. Therefore, I repeat again, the next time spiritual warfare comes your way, and you have to, and I will mention the tools that we use to war, you have to study and declare that word in prayer. You have to stand in faith on that word, decreeing it consistently. You have to fast. You have to worship. You have to do thanksgiving. You have to stand in faith. You have to consistently pray. Standing in your priesthood and your kingship. First Peter 2.9. Right? And when you are doing all this, remember that in Psalm 144, I believe, I'm trying to double check that it is Psalm 144 so that I do not give you the wrong reference. I believe it is Psalm 144. Um, verse Psalm 144 verse 1 to 3 I believe where David said God taught him how to war wow it's Psalm 44 pardon me Psalm 44 verse 1 to 3 where God David said the Lord taught him how to war and his fingers how to bend the bow so the next time you are standing and having to do all those things and God is teaching you. So can you imagine God doesn't just leave us alone to war. He actually teaches us how to war. He teaches our fingers how to bend the bow. And you know, aha, and, and, and um, I mean, and when God teaches us how to put, when God pushes down our enemies, when he, when he deals with those that thread upon us and he just uses us as instruments upon the earth. When all these things happen, remember that you are being trained to be a man of war because kings go to war. God has vested interest in you. That is why you are learning how to war. Let us pray. Daddy, thank you for every time that you have taught us to war. Thank you for every time you have prepared us to take big territories. Thank you for all the battles you have won for us. 
Thank you for teaching our hands to shoot the bow. Thank you for teaching us how to shoot the arrow. Thank you for subduing nations before us. We stand, but you are the one that fights. Thank you so much. We are so grateful. And as we go into this week, we repent for every time we have whined or complained while we were in warfare, while you were just preparing us for bigger ground. Thank you for making us kings that never lose battles in war. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for attending Bible study. Remember the three qualities we have studied? The next one, next one we're going to be studying is a man that is prudent in speech. And we will be, and I can't wait for you to see what God has been teaching me about being prudent in speech. The Bible is totally complete. Until then, remember Jesus loves you very much. Very, very, very much. And I do too. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.